Welcome to another episode of the Beer and Backfire podcast. We are live at VIR today on this beautiful, beautiful Wednesday at the SCCA runoff event. Part of it, anyway. Part of it, anyway. <laughs> yeah, I, I couldn't. I couldn't go this weekend for the like actual races, so I figured, hey, let's just take a random day off in the middle of the week and go on a Wednesday. So we're sitting here right uh, on the at the beginning of the back straight, just off of Oak Tree. It's currently lunch hour, so there's nothing on track right now, which is why it's nice and quiet for now. Uh, we got Corey, I'm Jordan, and we got Jacob. Yay! And a golf cart in the background. There, there's going to be a lot of that. Potentially some wind noise. Potentially yeah. some tent rustling. It is what it is. And this is very unstructured. I have no idea what we're going to talk about. Uh, but, and we're th- we are currently three dudes at a SCCA finals event. And we don't know anything about racing. So it's great. We'll have no idea what we're talking about. <laughs> and people who listen to this that do know what they're talking about will probably be very angry with us. But that's okay. Well, we took a stroll around the, the paddock and the, 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 the giant field in the middle that is also <laughs> the paddock. Yeah, I have a hard time calling it a paddock because it's like acres of, yeah. of race cars here. It's, it's wild. I mean, it's, my only other experiences here at VIR have been at Hyperfest so far. And, like, you go for, for Hyperfest, that whole middle area where the, the fields are is just kind of overflow parking and, like, vendors and stuff mm-hmm. like that but here it's like every available space is taken up by someone who's who's participating so it's it, you've got you know miatas to rx3s to formula cars out in the mm-hmm. you know on jack stands in the grass getting worked on which is interesting to yeah. see for sure yeah you wouldn't you wouldn't think that that's that would be the case you know you think those guys would be the ones up front in the garages and stuff like that. And <laughs> Speaking of that, as we were walking through the, the main paddock, I was just kind of glancing in the garages to see what was in there, and the first car I saw was like a Chevy Spark. Yeah. I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> That's not what I was expecting. So what was your favorite thing in the paddock? Jacob? The haulers. The haulers. The haulers. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I like the haulers. What can yeah. I say? Yeah. J- Jacob's a truck guy, and yeah. you respect him for that. Yeah. Yep. You've got your multi-million dollar rigs it seems like yes. massive truck trailer combos then you've got everything from your guy with the the van and the beat up trailer mm-hmm. at the old camaro sitting up on jack stands yes so you've got a very wide variety out here today yeah yeah and and even just how much some of the canopies and tents that people put to the side of their <laughs> trailers some of those tents are probably a solid yeah you we- know two grand we walk past tents that have six cars underneath of them yeah and you're like what what like, <laughs> it's like entire teams of people so it's i don't know what i was expecting but it wasn't that yeah it was I, I i think i was expecting essentially a big giant field of autocross cars that's exactly mm. what i was expecting I think that's well. what i was expecting i'm i'm doubt this phenomenal yeah it's great i love that i love what it what is here but that it's was, it's uh, way more intense than yeah. what, like a yeah. whole nother level of well, than what we were expecting. Exactly. Yeah, like t- several paddock spaces full of just tire manufacturers yeah. mounting and selling tires. Like 53-foot truck trailer full of just tires. Yeah, yeah. Hoosiers here in force, and they have <laughs> insane amounts of merchandise on hand. Yes. And it looks like... Uh, 
lunch hour might be approaching its end because we've got a couple things going around the track. So it like looks like safety vehicles. Safety vehicles yeah. or pace cars or something. That Miata is definitely a safety car. Yeah. Oh, yeah, they Sounds got the lights really in. Good. Whoa, that's Civic Type R with like a chameleon paint job. That's kind of amazing. <laughs> I was is not that expecting Neochrome? that. Neochrome or whatever that's called? Yeah, it looks like a like a Mystic Mustang. Yeah. That was cool. Yeah. So it might get loud in the background here in a little bit, but you will be fine. We'll Calm figure down. it out. <laughs> You're listening to a car pod- podcast, like, there's going to be car noises. Just enjoy. You'll be okay. I mean, hey, car noises is better than dogs barking in the background. Right, <laughs> that's true. That's true. <laughs> what about you, Jordan? What's your favorite car? I really like all of the... Uh, the FCR X7s that are here. Mm. I, don't, I don't think they're tube frame cars, but they're like fiber, heavily, heavily modified, heavily. like fiberglass <laughs> wide yes. bodies. Oh, okay. They look like they're all carbureted, which is interesting to me, which I guess makes sense for a rotary because it's not, I mean, it's simpler. Yeah. But I don't know. I wasn't expecting because n- there are no carbureted FCs, so they all had to be modified to be carbureted. Right, right. But I guess that's part of the rules or something. I think it's probably part of the rule set because you, um, I've seen a lot of rule sets for for cars where they they limit power by limiting intake size. Oh yeah, with like uh, restrictor plates, like and restrictor stuff. plates mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So if you can, if you say you have to have this Weber carburetor, they know exactly what that Weber carburetor is, and yeah. you're not allowed to open it, or you know what I mean. You know, you're not allowed to do anything. And to there's it. there's so many little fiddly things you can like not easily apparent to the naked eye things that you can do to a rotary to really really change it so that would make sense as a just blanket restriction right i was gonna save my sapporo crack but it was not very satisfying to open really yeah it really wasn't i don't know why that's a shame that's such a rad looking can i love this can is it a double wall can yes i very much enjoy this beer it's 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 beer yeah it's good right but I'm also can- drinking a It's Beer beer with a Richmond lager. It's it's like the weight of the empty can is shocking. Yes. Yes. I, you can bludgeon I, someone with that thing. I don't <laughs> think you could crush it if you tried. I mean, if you really okay, tried. Okay, okay, listen. <laughs> what I mean by that is it's not the, like, 190-pound weight limit of the normal can or right. something like that. Speaking of which, this is very random. I remember... The day, <laughs> the day in my life when I became heavy enough to stand on a can and crush it. Really? Yeah. <laughs> so the RX sevens. You like the RX sevens? I like the RX sevens. There was a couple RX threes which were kind of cool. Those are really yeah. rad. Um, there was a guy with. I mean, you could call it a Tercel because it had like Tercel tail lights on it and the rough body shape of a Tercel, kind of. But it's a completely tube frame vehicle. That's rear wheel drive. It had like a quick change rear end mm-hmm. and uh, uh, interesting transmission. I would have liked to know more about that transmission. Yeah, there was almost like a short torque tube between the engine and the transmission. Yeah, but it, was like, it was like a foot long. Yeah, well, it wasn't like a Corvette where it's four feet. It was yeah. just a short section, maybe just to position the the transmission, the transmission yeah. and shifter. But like, better. is the I, I I couldn't get a good look. Like, was there a bell housing? Is the clutch? Attached to the motor is there? Honestly, a clutch? I didn't look. That's what I'm saying. Like I, I would love to know more about yeah. that. It was, it was a very unique setup. Um, but one of one of my favorite things we've seen so far, and it may have been because the owner was there talking to us at the same time, mm. um, a Formula Mazda car, which I had heard about, but I'd never really noticed them in person before. I'd never been around one before. 
but it's essentially like a rotary engine mid-engine formula car yeah and apparently according to the what was his, this guy's name Jim uh, Stewart his name is Jim Stewart Jim Jim Stewart are you sure it's Jim Stewart because Jimmy Stewart was a movie star from the 1930s <laughs> maybe it was John okay. no because no, no, John John Stewart is the it's from TV it's yeah. from TV <laughs> yes I'm pretty Jim sure Stewart. it was Jim Stewart yeah, yeah. okay well, he was very nice and, and sat and talked to us for a while about, about the car. And he was saying, you can get into a decent running one for like 15 grand. Yeah. And to like me, shocking. that sounds yeah. like the greatest deal of all time. Yeah. And I, I don't know what I'm doing with my life and why I don't have one. <laughs> to be fair. To be fair. To be fair. Uh, it is like, that's a different level of racing. Yeah. You know, you probably need like, what do you need, like a comp license to... Maybe. something like that you know because it's a single seater I mean it's a it's a it's a formula car yeah yeah you know thousand uh, dollars for a set of tires yeah which I'll, I mean you said a set of tires what? for a Corvette's more than that uh, okay yeah fair enough fair enough but they he, he said, said those tires lasted what 20 20 sessions or something something yeah. like that yeah he said it, I mean um, that wasn't that's that a lot. bad yeah that that's was a lot, lot of tires because it's and, so light and roughly for the same roughly the same for, for a set of brakes yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, so, um, Which is surprising to me because they were like super simple, small, non-ventilated discs all around. Did you see that they were two-piece? Were they? Yeah. I did not. Yeah, they, they like bolted to the hub. That's why I kept like going over to the brakes and looking at them because mm-hmm. they kept lo- they looked really non-ventilated two-piece brakes. Yeah, it was very strange. Weird. It was very strange. I don't. I didn't. I. I would. I would have loved to have sat down and taken apart. Yes. One of those hubs because it looked super interesting. Like, mm. It was like a weird bolt, like stub axle thing going on, but it also had a three bolt pattern. I did see that. that yeah, was, the, the it, really small studs coming through. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they they did they weren't lug studs because it was a it was a single, single big nut. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. It was very strange. I would have loved to have just sat down and taken that thing apart. I I would agree that that was that's probably the best experience. You know, we've had. Yeah. I did really enjoy walking around the paddock. Um, there was a um, the Tercel was really cool, but was it one of the that Viper we were looking at or the Viper was really cool? But it was like it was along that the like wall where we walked not not wall but the the row we walked up that was just across from the garages. There was something there that I was going to mention, but I can't think of what it there is. There was now. that um, where we first parked. There was that Mustang tube frame thing remember that that we parked right next to it was a tube frame with a must yeah the green thing that when we parked to go into the paddock what we parked right next to was like a tube frame with a mustang body yeah 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 yeah. (laughs) sorry 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 yeah uh that right next to that is was there was a a triumph Mm -hmm. fiat it was a fiat one two four i think was it not because it said one two four spider on the side was the number. Okay. Next so, to the two frame Mustang thing. I'm pretty the sure. Other one? Yeah, yeah, it may have. I think okay. it was I maybe, didn't pay that much attention. I was a little European roadster from the '60s. It yeah, there sweet. you go. There was a Triumph. I know, I know what you're talking about there, but there was a Triumph that I saw somewhere. Okay. Um, anyways, um, but yes, that thing was really cool. That little one two four. The was the Triumph the one tucked behind that other hauler on the been. other side of the road? Might have been. Yeah. Yeah. There. <sighs> There's a lot of really cool stuff here, yeah. for sure. That little tube, a little tube frame, don't doesn't weigh anything. No arrow, you know, just a little all mechanical grip. You know, not a lot of power. That would just be so much fun. Mm-hmm. Here, you know? Yes. 
Going back to that Formula Mazda, that was what he said, two hundred horsepower and twelve hundred pounds, yeah, like yeah. that, with it, you know, wet. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So you've got mechanical grip, and then you've got all the arrow they had yeah. on top of that. So yeah, that thing would just be bonkers to drive around. I can't think of a a higher performance driving experience for the dollar than that. That's oh, not that's at all. so amazing. Yeah, and to get into it for fifteen grand, yep, is for the vehicle is is crazy. He was talking about how he had some spec Miata experience and some, I think he was racing a Boxster b- yeah. before that. Yeah, Porsche um, racing. He said he had he had a uh, track 911 mm-hmm. um, and a street 911 and he, all this stuff. And he's like, nope, this, this is the thing. The formula car ruined the other cars for him because yeah. <laughs> it's, it's so much faster and yeah. raw. He said he had about... 10 seconds on most of the other sport, sports cars yeah, yeah, out to, there? To yeah, just, to just spend less money and go 10 seconds faster. Yeah. Yeah. It's just crazy. The only problem, though, is you, you cannot drive that on the street You can't do all. any testing right. or anything yeah. like that. Yeah. Which that would be very, the... very frustrating to, like, put it together and have it, like, take it to an event for a shakedown, pay all that money to be at the event, and just have it break on, like, lap two. Right. It'd be very frustrating. Well, that's yeah. what happened to Eric. When he came up for Hyperfest. Oh, that's true. Mm -hmm. He came out and he had real bad overheating issues. He'd get a lap, two laps in, and it would just start climbing on temp. They're still just sending those safety cars around. That Camaro is very quiet. Yeah. Miata sounds good. Yeah, it does. God bless America. Those cars are so pretty. Oh, we saw a white one, uh, ND Miata. Oh yeah, in the paddock with an aftermarket hardtop on it that I I've never seen an hard, aftermarket hardtop on an ND before. Yeah, which is interesting for racing reasons because currently most of the uh, racing bodies require OEM hardtop. Yep. And as we were talking with. Uh, um, Who's trying to sell one? Eric. Was, Eric was selling an aftermarket mm-hmm. one. Eric, Eric was start selling an aftermarket one. This is a discussion we were having between a bunch of people on Facebook. Is like aftermarket hardtop with a defrost, and I didn't think it. I don't think it had a headline or anything like that, but it was like in great shape, and he was selling it for six hundred bucks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that would have been a twelve hundred dollar yeah, OEM hardtop. Thirteen easily. easy, yeah. yeah. Well, that's what's driven, like you, like you were just saying. That's what's driven the prices up so much. Is all mm-hmm. the spec racers need to have OEM hardtops, which is very interesting. Because it's supposed to be, you know, the the whole idea of spec Miata racing, if I'm not mistaken, is that, like, it's not an expensive car. It's, Allegedly. It's not. It's supposed to cost you a billion dollars to get it. Where, Where is somebody going that fast? <laughs> yeah. Is it along that back stretch? No. Coming into South Paddock? Oh, maybe. Like on or the, or on, on, the, the on the roads coming into yeah. the track, maybe. Which Sorry, if you, if you can, he, I don't know if the microphone picked it up or not, but there's like race car noises happening. Not on, on the track. Not <laughs> the track, and it's very confusing. Could be a motorcycle. Uh, Whatever. It's, is it getting closer? What is happening? I know. <laughs> this is great podcasting. Right yes. Here. <laughs> Sorry. I don't even remember what I was saying now, <laughs> but. <laughs> totally distracted. Whatever. Whatever. Oh, so this is beer and backfire, and we made a fascinating discovery at the Food Lion out in Danville on the way here. Oh my God! We were so we stopped at Danville to buy beer to you know consume during our day here, 
and Corey found because they had some Hardywood. Uh, bur- was it rum pumpkin or bourbon? Rum, I think rum pumpkin. Yeah. Rum pumpkin in the in the store, and I guess it was behind one of the bottles of rum pumpkin. Yeah. They had like four bottles of six six bottles. Ah, I found ah, total ah. of uh, <laughs> I, I'm guessing last year's bourbon barrel gingerbread stout. Yeah. It has to be because they haven't made it this year yet. But it doesn't have a date on it. No, it doesn't, which is frustrating. But we bought two bottles. Yep. <laughs> you, don't, you don't just accidentally find <laughs> bourbon barrel gingerbread stout and not buy it. <laughs> that would be foolish. I just don't like. I I'm st- I'm still mystified by that. Where did it come from? Where did he go? Where did he come from? Cotton Eye Joe. But you know, like. <laughs> I was waiting for it as soon as you started that sentence. If you didn't finish it, I was going <laughs> to... Oh, I would just love to know the story of... You know, if it felt like finding a really great antique in an antique store, and you're like, where? who owned this? Where did it come from? Who hurt you? You know? <laughs> I just would love to know why it was in Danville, yeah. <laughs> of all places, at a food lion. Not even like the cro- the big uh, Walmart. Yeah. Is at food lion. Yes, people just don't drink beer out. This Miata is. Getting... <laughs> yeah, he is. How bad do you want them to be? Really, really bad. Because I'm not <laughs> really even a Miata bad. guy, and I really want an <laughs> I, I want one real bad. And I, I was actually going to talk about this uh, at our next episode, which I guess is now. Um, but, like... <laughs> that almost sent beer out my nose. Like, what a ridiculous statement. Okay, okay. What, what, I, what I mean by that, what I mean by that is our next normal, regular episode where we'd be recording, you know, at the house or something like that. But when we'd have, like, discussion topics and not be at the racetrack, but, um, and c- kind of because I also wanted Pierce around for this conversation. But, like, in about a year, I want to get, I want to not be driving the RAV4 for work anymore because mm. I have the option of collecting mileage yeah. for driving a personal vehicle, right? So, like, what is the vehicle? Can you fit the stuff that you need in the trunk of an ND Miata? I, probably. <laughs> I mean, I could fit a similar-sized toolbox in the trunk of the NA. Yeah. So... Is the ND trunk comparable to the I NA? I think so. I think they're fairly close. As long as you're not getting a hard top. I, I, yeah, right? Like, so... So, like, what is what is the vehicle that you would buy, right? Like, I mean, uh, get yourself reason, reasonable gas. What are, what is important, right? Reasonable gas mileage because I'm paying for it out of pocket. Right? Yeah. So reasonable gas mileage. Reliability. Comfort. Reliability. Comfort. Comfort for like highway driving. For like highway yeah. driving. Miata you know I mean? might not be great for that. Yeah. I, I didn't like. I didn't hate the the NA for that. Yeah. The ND would probably be better than the NA. Yeah, they are much roomier it, for a bigger guy like myself. They need coilovers so bad, though. So bad. They roll a lot. Like, they a do. lot. They do, but I've so, seen a lot at autocross in the stock classes. I'm not saying they're not fast. Throwing down some I am awesome not times. saying they're not fast. I'm just saying it's like being on a boat. <laughs> a very fast, small boat. So here's what I'm saying, right? <clears throat> The, 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 the only thing that the Miata doesn't do and the last box that kind of needs to be checked is like a little bit, not a lot, but a little bit of go anywhereness. 
You know what I mean? I need to be able to get somewhere in not the summer. You know what I mean? In not beautiful, amazing weather like today. I mean, you could you could still do the ND. Just don't and and even if you want to put coilovers on it, just don't slam it to the ground. I mean, if you, if it snows more than three inches in Virginia, it's shut down anyway. You're not going anywhere, anyways. I like yeah, they they wouldn't that, expect you to. That is that is a fair point, and that's kind of why I want to like wait. I want to go through this winter and figure out like what that's like, what it's like. Because we're such a far-flung company, you know, we have people in Michigan and New York and Maine. So it's like those guys yeah. don't, you know, like don't care, like can't care about the snow because it started the snow there yesterday. You know what I mean? Like, which speaking, speaking of which, I heard that there's like a foot of snow in Colorado yeah, in Lord. like Denver or something like that right Dear now. Lord. Yep. Like last weekend, craziness. Like their their summer ends in like June and then it picks back up again in September. It's yeah. ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. That's craziness. Well, last week here is what ninety. Oh yeah. yeah, that's what I'm it saying. Was it was like it was like record breaking heat here. Yeah. And it there was a foot of snow on the ground in Denver. Yeah. And it, crazy. as per usual in Virginia, someone flicked the light switch from summer <laughs> to fall, and we went from literally no no exaggeration like ninety five degrees one day to like high of seventy three the next. Yeah. It was ridiculous. Yeah, and a low of fifty six overnight. Yeah. Like that. It was like a crazy. forty degree temperature change in twenty four hours. Crazy. Alright, where's that? Which direction is the wind? I'm going to move that. At us. Okay. I threw some grass up and you thought I was waving. <laughs> <laughs> I think the laptop's actually doing a pretty decent job of blocking the wind, but... Hopefully. Hopefully. <laughs> we'll find out. Yeah, we'll find out later on. It can't be worse than the Fast and the Furious commentary episode. <laughs> that was not good. It was not the best. No. It got better as the episode went on, though. Right. Like, I think it was only really bad at the beginning. Right. So the obvious answer to the question is a Forester STI, right? Like, yeah. <laughs> that's the obvious answer. Yeah. Or yes. any any Subaru any, turbo. Basically any turbo turbo Subaru, right? But Fuel economy not so great. Fuel economy it's going to be so loud great. and not that comfortable on the highway. Depending on what he does to it. Here's there there therein lies my problem. So so can talk me out of purchasing an ND Miata for a service vehicle. I can't. But it's <laughs> perfect. <laughs> it's amazing. Throw snow tires on it in the winter, you'll be fine. You can park I it just, anywhere. Like I how, just how, want... how often do we get snow deep enough to like physically prevent you from moving? Proportionally, Not... once every two years. Yeah. I mean like so one in five hundred days roughly. Yeah. You know? Uh so, I, I mean, I'm there. I'm with you. Yeah. I'm with you. I just... So just get a set of Steelys and snow tires to throw on it for three months and yeah. you'll be fine. Yeah. yeah. I, assuming that my toolbox fits. If the toolbox does not fit, convert to a soft-sided bag and throw it in the trunk. <laughs> the advantage of the toolbox is it's a wheelie toolbox. Ooh. Yeah. Oh, it good. weighs like 80 to 100 pounds, but yeah. it's a, uh, you know... Could you do two bat two fifty pound soft side I, bags? I, I could I could manage it, but you could do ideally, the two or two fifty pound soft sided bags and a collapsible cart cart mechanism. Bingo. Yes, yep. that was yep. exactly what I was about to say. Uh, excuse me, goodness gracious. Um, yeah, so 
I think I've talked myself into buying an ND yep. and, and, and having it as a tax write-off. Yep. <laughs> yep, they're great. You are welcome. Yeah, because I can collect uh, 45 cents on the mile from my company and then write off is it 57 cents right now or something like that. I have no idea how that works. I, I forget, <laughs> but the point is I get paid to drive it. And It'll cover and, your, some of your car payment, probably. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I mean, even if you bought, if you didn't get an RF, which I don't think you want anyway, you want the soft top. Yeah, I kind of want a soft top. Yeah. Um, if you got like a Club Sport, the one that had the good one with the Bilsteins and the uh, LSD, mm-hmm. that's like twenty seven thousand, twenty eight thousand, because the RF New? is like thirty two. Yeah. I might even get a used one. You it, at that point, you'll you'll be able to be able, get a used one, but get the rev up, like the nineteen yeah. up. Ones. Yeah, yeah, Those, yeah, That's the one to get. Yeah, for sure. But, you know, if I can get one with under 10,000 miles on it. So the other issue is, do we know what, like, how they do with lots of miles on them? It's a Mazda. I mean, right. But I mean, it's... I'm assuming it's good, but... It's the, it's, it's not exactly the same, but it's a similar architecture to all their other Skyactiv engines, Mm. and they're all very reliable, so... Okay. Because my, my backup backup plan if you would would be a CX-5 oh don't do that don't do that (sighs) dude a CX-3 with a manual would be fun because it's smaller it's based it's based on a Mazda 2 so it's still a very nimble platform it's just a little bit taller yeah that can be fixed the other thing is like Mazda 2 would be good or Honda Fit yeah very very true very true (laughs) Um, and I I had considered both of those but I was I was leaning towards something more like the forerunner, not forerunner, the RAV4 that I have, or going the exact opposite end of the spectrum. Going full sports car. Going full sports car. <laughs> um, if you go on the RAV4 end, a Forester is hard to beat. Right. Um, a V6 RAV4 could be fun if mm-hmm. you like the basic vehicle that you have now. It's not bad. It just literally has no power. That's The V6 it, fixes yeah, that. Yeah. It's like an extra 100 horsepower yeah, or more than 100 horsepower. It's not the most comfortable vehicle. Um, I don't really enjoy the steering wheel. Yeah. Um, the Sports have a leather-wrapped one, which is a little bit nicer. Yeah. It's similar. Right it's not super dissimilar from the one that I had in my Matrix, which I actually really liked that steering wheel a lot. It's mm. the same as the Celica and all that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And the MRT yeah. Spider. Mm-hmm. But you could probably actually swap in if that you really wanted th- to. That might be a thing, because I, I was actually going to bring that up, is I really, really hate... Oh, there's a pupper. Oh, he was like, do I bark? Do I bark? <laughs> I shall not. <laughs> that was a really cute dog. I really hate the steering wheel in the Rav4. It's not good. It's really bad, and it's coming apart. Oh so really? Like, yeah. Oh. If I if I do like a. Is it wrapped in anything, or is it just plastic? No, it's just like whatever. Like foamy plastic yeah, stuff. Yeah, mm. I don't know. If I do, if I like, do a full like, 180 degree wheel turn, and I have my my hand at the top, my thumb rests on a spot. That is like rubbing off, and then I get like little particulate oh. on my thumb. It's just so frustrating. That is, I am not a stickler for like having nice things on cars, as we all know. Yeah. But a steering wheel that's like flaking off in your hand is like my number one pet peeve. And for that reason, the Momo in my MR2 that I've had for a while is gonna have to go soon. Yeah. Because it's it's degrading now, and it, it's gotta go. I just 
Why don't we make steering wheels out of wood anymore? Because you <laughs> die if you hit it. <laughs> <laughs> Semantics. <laughs> and they shatter when you get into an accident. Ugh. <laughs> uh. Yeah, I need to. I need. To, we need to do something about that. Yeah, because it's, no, it's, it's not good. Go on eBay, find a MR2 Spider, Celica, or Corolla, or Matrix steering wheel, and they should all just. Do you do like controls and? Stuff? Oh, they don't have controls. Oh. Some of the other models, like there might be like a later Matrix or Corolla version that has controls, but most of them do not. Uh. <laughs> So it, it has controls, but it's not the same controls as the Forerunner Tacoma controls. It's like a different... It's probably like a Camry. It's like a different button layout. Are they on the horizontal buttons yeah. there? Yeah. That's like my Tacoma. I've got the 2012, and it's very the, different from... Does, does it have Jordan's. the two little round buttons, and then like uh, volume and like mode, and then like one of them is... One of the little round, like, whitish buttons is, is like, display to change the... Mm-mm. Okay. No. So, what year is the, the RAV4 you're driving? 2012. Is it really? Yeah. It's probably the same as a Camry or, like, an Avalon. Maybe. Yeah. Like, because mine's got volume up and down, song change, and mode, and then... I can't remember what's on the other side now that I think about it. I do have the the standard Toyota uh, cruise control stock. Yep, <laughs> that's on everything. Yes, since nineteen ninety. Uh, yeah, right. And it's a good system. It, it works. It I works like it really a lot, well. actually. Um, yeah, if you don't do, you, do you need to have your steering wheel controls? Like, do you care? I I mean, I use them almost exclusively. Uh, <laughs> they are very nice once you've gotten used to them. Yeah. yeah. I mean, specifically just the volume controls, because Toyota volume knobs, for whatever reason, They're weird. are the worst. Yeah, if you the spin one them on this too one, fast, they don't work, No, they no, go you, down. You have to go really slow for it yeah. to work, yeah. I hate it. The one, And they get worse with age. Yeah. Uh, the one in the yeah. Matrix started out fine, and by the time I sold it, it had become, like, really finicky. Like, you turn it, you start turning it up, and it turns it down first. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's not great. And when I have to, like all of a sudden be on the phone and I need to turn it down or yeah. I don't know everybody waves they're so nice here I know <laughs> this is great I was actually a little nervous when the track marshal went by for the first time that he was gonna not like that we were drinking but ain't nobody give a f- <laughs> <laughs> he really did not care no. <laughs> he looked like he wanted to come have a beer hey he could have he could have it's actually a gorgeous day out here. It is fantastic. I think the high today is like 73. Yeah. Oh, it's wonderful. It's a very special moment that I need to appreciate. Okay. <laughs> there is flying just over an RV over there, a Maryland flag. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. Can you appreciate the irony or the the the... Just the glorious. I'm sure for the four people that listen to this podcast, <laughs> they've listened to the other one and get that reference. <sighs> I don't remember what episode it was. It was probably two or three or four ago. There was a whole thing with Pierce and Corey was trying desperately to explain flag science to us, and we were just like, "What? Vexillology, okay? <laughs> what in the?" F- 
are you babbling about? <laughs> it just... Okay. It wasn't happening. That, that golf cart has a running generator on the back of it. That is why it's so loud. That was weird. It... I'm pretty sure this is what this is the analogy that I was trying to make at the time, but we'll tie it back to cars because that's that's what we're here for, right? Yeah. Is there a car in your mind that is so ugly it becomes cool? The Pontiac Aztec, and everyone hates me for saying that, but I love that vehicle so much. I knew that's what your answer was gonna be. I love it. It's great. Yeah. That is the Maryland flag. It's so bad that it's good. Yeah. It's it's a circle. It comes back. Yeah. And that, that point at which it becomes good again because it has gone so bad is called the Maryland flag point. In a more reasonable, mo- most people could appreciate it way, I would say the older boxy Volvo 240s. Like, it's an ugly, boring, boxy car, but it's so ugly and boring and boxy while also being a good car yeah. that it comes back around to being, oh, that's a sweet car. Yeah, I could get behind that. I have yeah. to agree with you on that one as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. But, I mean... I want to go on a, a very short Pontiac Aztec thing real yeah, quick. Yeah, that's fine. So <laughs> that, I know, I know. So, okay, yeah, it was pretty ugly when it came out. Even though I love I love two-tone with, like, ugly plastic yeah. cladding, like yeah. the, the uh, Subaru Baja, the early Ford Explorers. Anything that comes in yellow with, like, a black or gray <laughs> plastic cladding is okay with me because it looks like a Tonka truck, and that's awesome. But, like, the... The Aztec was approximately 20 years ahead of its time because what's really, really big right now is overlanding. Mm. You take a crossover, a boring like car-based all-wheel drive crossover, and you go drive out on some dirt roads and go camping, right? That's mm. like a whole thing right now. The Aztec yes. came with a freaking tent from the factory. Like, it was that car 20 years ago. Yeah. Like, what do you want? It's great. It's great. I want it to not look like six bags of dicks. It's better. It's better. It's better than the G6 GXP, which is the ugliest vehicle I think that's been sold in North America. Ever. Oh, the G6 GXP. Yeah. Yes. So the G8 is the big rear-wheel drive sedan. Yeah. Which the is G- cool. Yes. The G6 is the vaguely cobalt-ish based thing that's a two-door yeah. with big chrome beaver buck teeth in the front yeah, it's and the terrible. worst spoiler I've ever seen. It's really bad. It's so terrible. It's really bad. I saw one at Wawa. I saw one at Wawa like last year and posted on Instagram, and I still remember it because it's scarred into my brain. Did you finish your Sapporo? That is the empty can. (laughs) That is. If you're playing Wizard Staff, that is like the (laughs) crown prince of Wizard Staff. It feels like a regular full twelve ounce beer. It It does. does. Oh, we've got cars on track again. Yay! Let's see what we got. I don't know if we'll be able to talk much through this, but we'll at least go into the first lap or two. Product of Vietnam. Yeah, brah. It's not Japanese. All right, cool. (laughs) Did not know that. Yep. You know, I don't think I've ever realized that you can see the front straight from here. Yeah, barely. I mean, yeah, barely, but you can see it. Yeah, like probably right before, or right in... As you hit the brakes for turn one, you can see that bit of the front straight from this little hill on the back straight. That's probably a mile away too, mm. literally. It's far. I don't know if I. Can I don't. That I don't far. think it's a mile because the whole track's only like what three miles. Something like two, that. Yeah. 
3.2, something like that. It's very long. Like, it's very yeah. elongated. Yes. Yeah, maybe. Who knows? Uh, Adam Lyons is coming out here on a Thursday in November and doing the Grand Course. Oh, really? Which oh, nice. I am so jealous, because that, that's going to be amazing. On a random Thursday? I'm on a take... Thursday. Yeah. <laughs> that's dumb. Yep. Get your shit together, Adam. No, no, no. It's it's the. <laughs> I'm the, teasing. I love it. I love it. It's fantastic. The, the because it's on a Thursday, the prices are much more reasonable than yeah. most VIR. Sure, events. sure, sure. I oh, we got Spec Miata, so this is gonna be real loud and like <laughs> now. Ooh. Is that Scott? Scott who? Krestek, uh, whatever his name is. However you say it. It's, it's a Polish last name. It's got 17 consonants <laughs> in it. I can't pronounce it. Oh, it's a lot of Spec Miatas. We're going to call that a wrap for now. Uh, we may record more later. We may not, but this is fun. It was. It was fun. So, thank you for listening. This has been another episode. We appreciate your listenership and uh, sticking through it with us. Yep. Oh, hold on. Uh, follow us on Instagram at Beer and Backfire. Find us on Facebook, Beer and Backfire Podcast. Uh, email us, beerandbackfire at gmail.com. Corey, where can people find you? Uh, C.Crehan at gmail for pictures of good food and ripped pants. I'm at the Daily Downshift. I don't really have anything. You don't do social media? Not okay. a whole lot. Well, this is Jacob, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, y'all have a good one. All right, let's just do some, some test audio some, here. Some uh, test right. audio is happening right now. Yeah. Test. That is. Test one. Two. Sibilance. Sibilance. Red leather, yellow leather. Red <laughs> leather, yellow leather. <laughs>